Hey, it's Dr. John Terry, the Black Belt Leader, and welcome to the Black Belt Leadership Podcast, where each week I'm sharing insights, tips, tools, and resources to help you become better at who you are and what you do as you discover, develop, and deploy your Black Belt Leader within. Let me open today's podcast with a question. How can you become all that you can be if you don't even know who you are and what you're capable of? I'm talking about knowing yourself. Now, the Greek philosopher Socrates developed a philosophical teachings on a single premise. It was a maxim that he used to really summarize his philosophical view of the world. Here's what he said. To know thyself is the beginning of wisdom. Now, a maxim is a short, pithy statement that expresses a general truth or a code of conduct. Now, this maxim, know yourself, became the philosophy by which Socrates built all of his teachings. In fact, Socrates believed that knowing yourself was the first step to true wisdom and understanding. Why? Because he said, you cannot appreciate what you already understand and what is left to be learned if you fail to truly know yourself. Now, Socrates' philosophy became so ingrained in the Greek culture that the maxim, know thyself, was actually inscribed on the ancient temple of Apollo in the Greek precinct of Delphi. But Socrates was not alone in his belief in mindfulness. In the 5th century BC, there was a wandering aesthetic religious teacher in South Africa who focused on mindfulness. His name, Siddhartha Gautama, also known as Buddha. Buddha believed in the importance of mindfulness and the dangers of not knowing. One of his famous statements is this, the only challenge for the human race is ignorance. What was he speaking of? The lack of not knowing yourself and what your potential could be. Now, fast forward to the 6th century BC, and we find Lao Tzu. He was a Chinese philosopher living in China during the 6th century. One of the famous statements from the philosopher Lao Tzu is this, knowing others is intelligence. Knowing yourself is true wisdom. Mastering others is strength, but mastering yourself is true power. What was Buddha and Lao Tzu really focused on? Again, leaning back into that ancient Greek concept of knowing yourself. But we also find this mindfulness theme, knowing yourself, appearing throughout the Bible. The psalmist David writes of his times of reflective thinking in an effort to know himself and the God he served. This very same thing continues in Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Lamentations, and even Jesus leaned into this theme in his famous Sermon on the Mount. The Apostle Paul in 1st and 2nd Corinthians called on his audience, a young group of believers in Corinth, to, quote, examine yourself. In Romans chapter 12, Paul challenged another group of young believers living in Rome to be honest in the evaluation of knowing themselves. He continued this philosophy of knowing yourself and your purpose in the letters he wrote to his protege, Timothy. 
Now, in 1793, Samuel Kirkland, who was a Presbyterian minister and a missionary to the Oneida Indians, presented a plan of education to the first president of the United States, George Washington. And with Washington's blessing, Kirkland went on to found a college that he subsequently named after the Secretary of the Treasury, Alexander Hamilton, who consented to serve as one of the initial trustees of the school. At the top of this college's seal in Greek are these words, know thyself. Notice that we see this theme permeating various cultures, religions, and people groups all through recorded history. Philosophers, teachers, and leaders of several eras looking back historically through time all understood a basic premise of self-awareness. It's critical to our personal growth and achieving our full potential in life. It begs the question I asked at the beginning of this week's podcast. How can you be all that you can be if you don't even know who you are and what you're capable of? It starts with answering the question, who are you? That's an important question that only you can answer. Now, why do I say that? Hear me when I say this. If you don't know yourself, you can't grow yourself. And if you can't grow yourself, here's what happens. You remain stuck where you are as you are, and you remain ignorant of your potential for greatness of becoming all that you can be. Now, you've heard me say several times in these podcasts, or if you've heard me speak in a live scenario, I say this often, and I believe it to be true. As you think, you become. And when you stop thinking, you stop becoming. This is why knowing yourself is so, so important. Because the more you are aware of who you are and what you're capable of becoming, the more able you are to see and seize the opportunities that are in front of you right now, but just not visible because you're not aware. But when you become aware and you can see and seize those endless opportunities always before you, here's the end result of that. You experience more success in life. Let me put it another way. Not knowing, not knowing yourself limits your opportunities, it limits your outcomes, and it limits your results. Think about it this way. Your thoughts form the beliefs that you embrace as your own. Your beliefs, in turn, are going to dictate the actions that you take. And the actions that you take are going to determine the outcomes that you experience and the success or lack thereof that you enjoy. So your thoughts are creating the reality that you're experiencing right now at this very moment. Those thoughts are dictating the actions that you're taking that are going to determine the quality of life that you're experiencing in this moment right now. But if you're continually thinking the same thoughts, guess what? You're going to experience the same outcomes over and over again. Why? Because your thoughts are recreating the same outcomes over and over and over again. So I have to beg the question, how's that working out for you? You know, unless you take the time to really know yourself, you're never going to know what you're capable of becoming. And if you don't know what you're capable of becoming, you're never going to know what you're capable of doing. And you're limiting yourself and your potential in the process.
you're settling for less. And that is not a recipe for success in life. Now, in scientific terms, we call this cause and effect our choices and consequences. But in practical terms, what are we saying? It's being willing to get outside your comfort zone, to get into that uncomfortable place where growth happens. And it's discovering while you're there that you are capable of so much more than what you are doing right now. When we get outside of our comfort zone and we get into that uncomfortable place and we begin to grow ourselves, what does it challenge us to do? To go within to challenge the conventional thinking that was programmed in our minds in those early formative years of our life by our parents and early influencers. That programming, limited beliefs instilled in us by our parents and passed down generationally until somebody is willing to break those generational curses of limited thinking. And guess what happens as a result? Those limited beliefs that are instilled within you, if never challenged, are holding you back from improving the quality of your thinking, your believing, and your acting. It's limiting your success. One of my mentors, Christian Simpson, rightly says it this way. He says, if you fail to go within, you will go without. We're talking about habits. We're talking about an ingrained way of thinking based upon your thoughts and what you believe to be true, because those two things are going to shape the choices you make and the outcomes you experience. Now, habits are ingrained patterns of thinking. It's a pre-programmed belief system that governs and all too often restricts our lives, preventing us from achieving our full potential. Habits simply allow us to recreate the same outcomes over and over again. We're unconsciously going through life on autopilot. Now, Albert Einstein said the very definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome. But this is exactly what habitual thinking does to us. Habitual thinking does what? It leads us to habitual behaviors. And at the end of the day, nothing changes in our lives. We remain stuck unable to move forward and experience a greater level of success in our lives. We remain as we are, where we are, living an average, mediocre, lackluster status quo existence. You know, if you don't take the time to truly know yourself and discover who you truly are and what you're capable of becoming, you're going to fall into the trap of never developing your potential, never developing that unique black belt leader within you waiting to be discovered, developed, and deployed. Remember, as you think, you become. And as you become, you do. Now, life rewards the doer, not the thinker. Life rewards the person who take action. But until you change your thinking, until you truly get to know yourself and change the way you see the world around you, you're never going to change your doing. So how do we know ourselves? First, you've got to get to know you, the real you. So my recommendation, take an assessment to understand who you are. Personally, I've been using the real life management three-minute survey 
for over 15 years. It's an incredibly fast and accurate tool that helps you understand how you're hardwired and softwired for success. That same three-minute survey also helps identify self-sabotaging attitudes and beliefs that are holding you back. Now, I'm also dis-certified and I'm an emotional intelligence coach. There are a number of assessment tools out there, but I found the real life management system quickly, effectively, and efficiently gives me what I need and what my clients need in three minutes or less. Now, an assessment tool like the Real Life Management 3-Minute Survey, what does it give you? It gives you a blueprint of your thinking. It helps you understand what's important to you and why. It helps you understand how you think, how you process and prioritize information. And it can serve as a starting point for you to become more self-aware of who you are and who you ultimately have the opportunity to become. Now, secondly, You've got to identify your core values. You need to understand the non-negotiables in your life because these define who you are. These core values, these non-negotiables, they're the guiding principles of your life. They're the foundational commitments and deeply held beliefs that govern your thoughts. They also govern your corresponding actions. Now, this is the essence of who you are and what you believe, your core values. When you understand your core values, you know what you believe and why, because these core values define who you are and ultimately who you can ultimately become. Now, thirdly, you've got to evaluate your body, starting with your physical capabilities and examine what you can do to improve yourself physically. You need to examine your diet the things you're putting into your body or not putting into your body that you should be, as well as the amount of and the quality of rest that you're getting. Now, let's be honest and let's be frankly honest. If you're fat and out of shape or you're always tired, guess what? You're limiting your potential. Knowing yourself requires that you identify what you need to be doing right now that you know you need to be doing but at this point, you're just saying no to that. Remember, it's not that you can't, it's that you won't. And that choice is yours. What are we talking about? Identifying what you need to do it to become in the best physical condition that you can right now to take on the challenges required to achieve more success in life. If everything worthwhile is uphill, as my mentor John Maxwell says, you've got to be physically capable of actually going up the hill. Now, when it comes to examining your body, you also need to examine your mental capabilities. Now, what do I mean by that? I'm asking this question. What are you doing daily to stretch and improve the quality of your thinking? What are you doing each day to expand what you're thinking and why? How do you react to stress? And what are some things you can be doing to better avoid or manage the stress that you and I are going to experience probably every day of our lives? This is important because you need to understand you cannot outperform the quality of thinking that you bring to any endeavor. And if you're never stretching and growing your thinking, by reading, 
by listening to podcasts, by attending conferences, by working with a coach or a mentor, and engaging in a lifelong pursuit of personal growth and expansion, your thinking is going to remain the same. And if you never improve the quality of your thinking, you're never going to improve the quality of becoming and doing because you can't outperform the quality of thinking that you bring to life. Now, the fourth thing you need to do when it comes to knowing yourself, you've got to identify your likes and your dislikes. What gets you excited? What gets you every morning when you wake up excited to get your feet on the floor and get started with your day? You've got to understand what motivates you, what inspires you, and what fuels you to keep going. That is your passion and your calling. You also need to recognize and identify the things that you don't like to do, that don't energize you, and that actually drain you or stress you out. This is important in knowing yourself because you cannot be successful long-term doing the things you dislike doing. That is a recipe for disaster or burnout at a minimum. Now, identifying your likes and dislikes is also an indicator of your giftedness, your competencies, and your stressors. Identifying the 20% of your greatest giftedness is where you're going to experience the greatest outcomes. And you want to spend 80% of your day focused on the 20% of what you do best. But you also need to know your competencies, what you're good at but doesn't energize you, and you need to know the stressors, the things that you don't want to do that literally burn you out and stress you out. This is an essential element of knowing yourself because remember, you're going to perform best. You're going to experience your greatest outcomes when you're doing what you love to do, operating in that 20% of your greatest giftedness. Lastly, Knowing yourself is about identifying your passion, your purpose, and your calling. Remember, as a black belt leader, you were put on this earth on purpose for a purpose, and you've got to identify what that purpose is, and this exercise of learning to know yourself is how you're going to reveal to yourself your calling, your purpose, and your passion. It's recognizing that burning desire within you, that heart felt dream that is stirring, that you feel that yearning, that you want to become and do more and to achieve a cause greater than yourself. It's finding the reason you were put on this earth and how you're going to pursue it and fulfill your life, how you're going to change the world around you in some way, be it one person, a handful of people, your family, or the literal world. Now, I open this article with a pointed question, and let me close with it as well. How can you become all that you can be if you don't know who you are and what you're capable of? The answer is simple. Know yourself. I'm Dr. John Terry, the Black Belt Leader. Thanks for joining me, and have a great day.